This is Global Tennessee, news analysis and commentary from the Tennessee World Affairs Council in Nashville. Global Tennessee is produced in association with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The World Affairs Council is a nonpartisan, nonprofit educational association, and the views expressed on Global Tennessee are those of the participants. Welcome to the June 23rd episode of Global Nashville with Carl Dean, just one of the global affairs outreach programs we provide in the Global Tennessee Digital Family. I'm Patrick Ryan, President of the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Thanks for joining us. Tonight, Sister Cities of Nashville, setting a foundation for global understanding and bridge building. Before we start, may I invite you to become members of the World Affairs Council. We're a nonpartisan educational nonprofit that brings the world to our community through programs like this one. We believe understanding the world is a key element of civic responsibility, especially in an election year with international challenges facing America as in few other times. While the council is able to continue our operations, the pandemic has certainly had an impact on our financial situation. We hope you'll become a member of the council or make a contribution to this, the only such organization in Tennessee that works to deliver global affairs awareness programs, a key component to the community's civic health. You can visit tnwac.org for membership and donor information. Also visit youtube.com slash tnwac for our extensive archive of global affairs programs. This evening, Mayor Dean will be talking about the sister cities of Nashville with key staff and board members. So what do Kamakura Japan and Mendoza Argentina have in common? How about Edmonton, Canada and Magdeburg, Germany? Tamworth, Australia and Chengdu, China? Cayenne, France and Taiwan, China? They can all claim to be sister cities of Nashville. And tonight you'll learn about the relationships Nashville enjoys with these international partners and about the organization that makes it happen. With us are Sarah Lingo, Executive Director of Sister Cities and a former Peace Corps volunteer in Thailand, Claire Coleman, Sister Cities Director of Student Exchanges with an extensive background working with youth and international programs, and Professor Marietta Velikova, member of the Sister Cities Board, immediate past chair, and lucky for us, a member of the TNWAC Board and Council Vice President. When she's not working in service to the community, she moonlights as an assistant professor of economics at Belmont University, partner to the World Affairs Council. Sarah's, Claire's, and Marietta's experiences and achievements are many, and I invite you to visit their biographical details on our website. I also invite you to add your questions to the Q&A tab on the bottom of your screen throughout the program, and we'll work with them in during the course of our conversation and afterwards. Lastly, let me share that tonight's program is just an introduction to the sister cities of Nashville. On July 7th, Mayor Dean will host a conversation with the Right Honorable, the Lord Mayor of Belfast, Councilor Frank McCubre. They'll discuss the Nashville Belfast sister city relationship and the challenges and joys of running major municipal governments. So mark your calendar for July 7th. It will be at a special time, 10 a.m. to allow for time zone differences. We didn't want to ask our Belfast friends to meet us at 1 a.m. their time. That's it, uh, over to you, Carl. Thank you, Pat. Um, and um, let me say welcome to everybody from Sister Cities. Sister Cities is uh, one of my favorite organizations in all of Nashville. I think I have been to all the Sister Cities except for 
the two that, and what, well, one and one to become in, in China. Um, Sister Cities, I think, has done a, just a wonderful job, and I believe Nashville has benefited tremendously from this organization. So, Sarah, I want to start with you and um, just ask you to um, introduce to the listeners and viewers about what is Sister City uh, and what is the mission of Sister City. Sure. So, Sister Cities here in Nashville was started in 1990. So it's a little bit younger than the actual international organization, which was started in 1956. And our mission here in Nashville is really to connect the people of Nashville to the people of the world. And ooh, oh, there you go, sorry. <laughs> um, and um, also to um, promote peace and prosperity between those folks that we are connecting with through these organizations. Um, we have nine sister cities, which Pat talked about a little bit at the beginning. Um, I will say we are mainly a volunteer organization. We run on a shoestring budget and we rely on a, an amazing dedicated board um, and community volunteers to keep everything running. We have three major areas of programming that we work on every year. Um, the first one is travel and hospitality. Um, I think you'll see that on the next slide. Um, the exchanges, student and adult, and cultural programming and events. Um, we do a lot with a little, so I want to stress that a lot with a little. You do, and you do a uh, actually an incredible job, and it really is something that has, it's a public-private partnership. I mean, the city has been helpful, but yes. I think the majority of your funds come from the private sector, and you've done um, a tremendous job of getting the private sector to support you and to be active with individual cities. I mean, going back to, to my time as mayor, and you know, as I said, I, I went to most of these cities. You know, when I think back on it, I think of uh, Cannes, France, which was one of our first sister cities, which is a beautiful place up uh, on the, in northern France. Um, lawyers have been tremendously involved with that. In Belfast, you've had incredible interest in from songwriters in the music industry and, and sort of a mutual back and forth about, about music. Um, in Magdeburg, there are surprising number of, of, of German uh, scholars here in, in, in Nashville who have, who have sort of taken the lead there. Um, how do sister cities get selected and, and, and how does this relationship get, get created? Sure. So, and Marietta, you may want to help with this. Um, one thing about me is I started in January, so I'm still learning a lot of the, the, the great processes. Yeah. So a lot of them really start from friendships, um, which is really the basis of the organization and growing relationships and networking organically. Um, Marietta, I don't know if you want to talk about a specific mm -hmm. instance. Uh, First of all, hello to all the uh, our listeners and thank you to Pat and Carl Dean for this opportunity for us to share about Sister Cities, the organization that we are really passionate about as volunteers. So I'll just give a few examples about how are these uh, relationships established and how are the cities chosen. You see the cities are really different, right, from Australia to China, Japan to Argentina. So I think there are two important components. First, it has to make sense, right? There has to be a bridge between the two cities, whether it is education, music, business, art, uh, student exchanges. So the first thing, there has to be a bridge. 
concept, I think because it heavily relies on volunteers, you know, there has to be an organization. I would maybe say an organization, Sister City is an organization, but a group of people that is really passionate behind this relationship and willing to develop it and sustain it and also to identify a group of people in another city. So I'll just give an example. For example, one of the cities where next sister city we're considering, we're supposed to go on a delegation visit in March, which COVID-19 scrapped those plans, but it's, um, Tashkent, Uzbekistan. And a lot of people, when I say Tashkent, Uzbekistan, like, what? And then I tell, well, it's a Silk Road. You know, it is the country of the year selected by economists in 2019. You know, it's phenomenal culture and history and tradition. And now there's a lot of investment and business. So that's a kind of, and there is actually quite a large Uzbek community who's very interested in sharing their culture uh, with Nashville and the world. So I will stop right here. You know, is any, this is for all of the, the guests. Um, what is the largest sister city we have population-wise? And what is the smallest? So our newest sister city, which we're in the process of signing the treaty with, it's actually, um, I guess, coming um, in the mail right now. We can't, typically what we'll do is sign the treaty in person. Either one mayor will come here or one will go to the sister city, uh, you know, our other sister city. Um, Chengdu is going to be our largest city and it has a, and it's in China and has a population of around 16 million. So population wise, it doesn't really line up with Nashville, um, but it is very focused on music and arts and um, becoming an, an it city in China. So there are a lot of cultural relationships there. Our smallest one, I think our smallest one is um, probably Kong and, or, no, maybe Tamworth. I think Tamworth is probably yeah. our smallest one. And yeah. it is a, around 40,000 people, but it's the country music capital of Australia. So you see there's a connection there. So a little bit different in the population size, but there's still so many things that we can, can work on together. Right, it's interesting with Tamworth. I mean, you're, you're, Tamworth became our sister city when I was mayor and we did, I think we actually did the signing of that at the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, and I had been to Tamworth before that uh, and they have a, you know, the, the golden guitar, they have, they have a whole series of uh, country music related events there. Uh, Keith Urban first appeared as an artist in, in Tamworth. Um, and I went to the, um, to the, the, the country music festival or award show um, in Australia at Tamworth. And it was incredible, the talent. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a natural. Yeah. But um, so how do you sustain them? Are, are there different levels of, of participation uh, from Nashvilleians for each city or, or is there challenges there? Yeah, um, you know, there's a million different ways to sustain these relationships. And I think we're um, doing a million different things to, to do that. Uh, you know, a lot of the cities um, have very strong student exchanges. And Claire's going to talk a little bit more about that um, when the time comes. Uh, Taiwan, China is an example of a, a pretty strong student exchange, um, but there's not a lot of cultural ties that bind us. Um, so Belfast, which you, you guys are going to talk a little bit more about in a few weeks, and I think this will be a very interesting conversation because Belfast started 
as more of a cultural friendship connection, um, exchanging arts and culture. And it has really blossomed into a great networking and business and economy, a very vibrant relationship with exchanges regarding that. That's not the mission of Sister Cities per se, but it's very, I think it's very important that these relationships grow and work for the cities as, as we move forward in our, in our relationship. Um, so those are two examples of, of well, maybe three examples of, of very different cities, so. Okay, and what, um, um, Claire, let's go to you. I think education is really one of the exciting things about Sister Cities. I, you know, you look at the idea of, uh, I think there's student exchange programs available for our students, people come over here. Um, but it opens up the world to people of Nashville and particularly the students. So could you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. And, you know, one of the amazing things about Sister Cities is how much the organization as a whole really supports and promotes um, student experiences. And I think that we all recognize that forming your relationship about the world really starts young. And we've been able to work really well with the educators around Nashville to promote educational opportunities for the students, both through the opportunity to host students who come to Nashville from our sister cities and through the opportunity to travel to our sister cities as an exchange student and then maybe even perhaps in internships. And obviously, you know, these times have been strange for us and it has halted a lot of our programs. And one of the most amazing things um, that our organization has managed to do during this time has been to really lean in to the challenges that we faced and to open up doors to opportunities that we've wanted to do for a long time. And the pandemic kind of said to us, this is the time, this is when we're gonna do it. So we've been able to do um, experiential education programs for language learners so that students who are learning Spanish in school have been able to um, pair up with students um, in Argentina to work on their Spanish skills and to help the Argentinian students work on their English skills. We've been able to do that with four of our sister cities. Um, we have offered, um, uh, Sarah, help me, uh, Travel Outside the Box was the, was the name of it, right? Sorry. Yeah, we've, had so many, we've had so many programs going during quarantine that I forget the name of them all. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, the digital aspect has really taken off. Um, we really had to pivot during COVID-19 and, and still are, are pivoting. Um, as you know, Carl, a lot of the, the relationships are based on visiting a city or having visitors come to the city. So we're still, we really needed to find a way to connect people in a personal way. And um, we've been doing that through programs like Zoom, which we're on right now. Um, and it's, it's, it's been really amazing to see students doing peer-to-peer -peer language exchanges and, and these are kids that may have never had the opportunity to do that otherwise they may not have been able to travel sense that um when things will get back i mean you know i guess you don't know any more than the rest of us know when we're going to be able to get back to normal mm -hmm. you know i i try to I have very itchy feet um, and I cannot wait to visit all of our sister cities. Um, so I look every day on the State Department's website to see what's going on. Um, I, I read in the New York Times today that the European Union is possibly not going to open up um, to Americans on July 1st when they open uh, the rest of their borders, um, which is, you know, very discouraging. But I, I think it's just a day by day process and we, we just have to keep hoping and and learning how to stay connected until we can hop on a plane. 
I think one of the greatest things that we've learned during this is these connections will thrive even in the worst of circumstances. And our students have been so resilient in jumping into whatever opportunity has been available to them and being open to it. And that's just been amazing to see. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things that Sister Cities does is build these student relationships. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, how you see the organization in the future. Do you see expansion of connections or is that sort of on hold during this COVID period because we can't do uh, visits? Um, you know, how do you, where do you see the organization going over the next five years? In, in terms of growing the number of cities we have, um, I, I, right now I think it's probably going to stay at nine. Um, for I mean, we may add one or two in the next five years. Uh, it just depends on the bandwidth of the organization. Um, you know, as I said before, we have two employees um, and then a board. So it, it's just going to depend on the bandwidth and um, hint, hint, wink, wink, fundraising, uh, how much we can raise. Uh, and, and you know maybe hire on some new people to help with that. Um, I think there are a lot of connections uh, out there that are reaching to Nashville, wanting to be um, wanting to be our sister. Uh, I would love to reach back when the time is right. Um, for the foreseeable future, I think we have really realized that education is going to be a huge part of our programming uh, and. COVID-19 has given us, like Claire said, a great opportunity to take advantage of that, especially since our um, programming or our physical in-person exchanges has slowed down considerably. Um, I hope that we're able to continue doing community events uh, to educate folks and, and just, you know, for social, socialization and fun and inviting, you know, new people here to our city. But I think really the, the future of our organization is in education and exposing as many people as we can to the rest of the world. And you mentioned that your role is not that of economic development. I mean, I think right. a lot of people do right. think, Sister Cities, we're gonna sign a lot of contracts, and but it, that's not what it's about. It's about relationships between people. It's about cultural relationships. I mean, if there's an economic output of it, that's great, but that's not what you're about. Right. So, you know, the, the chamber exists to make those economic deals and, and connections. Um, and I, I think they would uh, like to continue being that organization that does it. Um, what Sister Cities can do is plant the seeds, open the doors, you know, make some introductions with the hope that they will blossom into something productive. Um, and or just, you know, a friendship. It, not every connection has to be one that's going to bring a huge business here to Nashville. Um, that's certainly not um, what we're equipped to do and, and what our mission is. So it, it is really just one of sowing the seeds of cultural competency right. and welcoming. So, so when you think Nashville. about, for me, when I think about Cannes in France and mm -hmm. Magdeburg in, in Germany, I mean, those relationships, you know, I mentioned lawyers and you know, I'm a lawyer, so lawyers do a lot of positive things, but lawyers in France and, and the United States got along really well and they create, they really push this organization and lawyers are sort of at the base of it. And, you know, that may evolve over time and maybe already has, but it was about culture. It was about mm -hmm. people in Nashville wanting to go to France, wanting to speak French, people from France wanting to come here and speak English and learn about our legal system. And in Germany, I, you know, to me, the intensity of the Germany interest in Magdeburg has always been, there are these folks in Nashville who just, you know, who love German culture, who have studied the language, German history. 
and, and, and they, they get this special relationship going. Um, let me mention uh, Kamakura, which, I, you know, I think was, uh, we signed that agreement when I was mayor. Yeah, that, that one happened almost, I think, almost completely on your watch. Yeah, and it happened, you know, be, I mean, Kamakura is, uh, I'm not meaning to be a, <laughs> a promoter here, but Kamakura, if you're going to have a sister city in Japan, that is a great one. Mm -hmm. It is one of the cultural centers of the, of the, of the country. It's, it's a religious area. Uh, it's an area where anybody who visits Japan should go to. And we had the great fortune of having our first uh, consul general who came to uh, Nashville had grown up in Kamakura. And he wanted to um, facilitate um, having a, a sister city relationship with Kamakura. And so if you go to Kamakura, all the great shrines are there. It's just, it's, it, it is gotta be part of your trip to Japan. And it's a it's, you know, great honor for us to have them a, as a sister city. And this is a side note. I just completed reading a biography of uh, Jerry Brown, the former governor of California, who um, at some point during his different times in and out of politics, spent a year there just living. Uh, but Kamakura is a great one. It, it's, it's actually one of the cities I've been to, um, not with sister cities. I, I have a special place in my heart for Kamakura just personally. Uh, I used to live very close to it um, outside of Tokyo. So it was, it's a great, great day trip. And I think it has a, you know, well, I think you could spend a lot more than just a day, but if you're in Tokyo and you don't it's have- a three, time, Two or three day flights. Yeah. And then, you know, then another one I would I'd want to mention is Mendoza. You know, and, and, and I don't know what, you know, Mendoza, for those who don't know, is a city in Argentina, which is near the, the base of the Andes, which is an unbelievable sight in and of itself to look up from this town, kind of on the plains, this wine country. And you look up to these snow-capped black mountains which are the Andes, which are absolutely beautiful. And Mendoza is one of the greatest wine regions in the world. And this is our sister city. Yeah, we're really lucky uh, and, to have that it one. Is, it is a place that, um, you know, I think likes us and we like them. And, and there's been Nashvillians who've lived there, mm -hmm. but it is one of the most exciting places in the world. And it is, it is also, um, you know, a great place um, to visit. And it's, it's one of those, it's, I think it's a very special sister city because it has almost everything you'd be looking for when you travel. If, if you want to relax, there's vineyards. If you want culture, there's tons of culture. If you want to, you know, if you're, if you're an adrenaline junkie, you can climb one of the highest mountains in the Southern hemisphere, I believe. I'm not going to say the in our summer. Yeah. And there's, you know, it's just a wonderful, wonderful place. There's really something for everybody there. It's a great place. Yeah, and let me, then the first sister city we had, which not everybody knows, is, um, is Edmonton in uh, Alberta, Canada. And Edmonton um, became our first sister city. I think it was during uh, Bill Bonner was mayor at the time. And I had the good fortune of uh, going up there a couple times um, and really trying to get the relationship uh, moving again and had a great partner up there working on that. But it's a music area, but it's also a city that is very much like Nashville. It's kind of a growing city that's on a river that has a dynamic economy, um, obviously has a very good hockey team, yeah. and has had a lot of growth. Um, and 
I mean, I know that's been a hard one because it's not as exotic, but it, it's a, it's not an easy, it's not an easy, it's an easy trip, but it's, 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 it's a long trip to go from Nashville to Edmonton. It's, it's not as exotic, but I think, you know, last week, uh, Claire and I worked really hard. Well, one of the things we've been doing this summer is virtual summer camp kits for elementary age students. Um, and we've been putting together uh, a kit that goes out every Monday and it gives you all these interactive activities to do that relate to the sister city of the week. And last week was Edmonton. And oh my goodness, they have so much to do there. I think you could go vacation there for a week, two weeks, and still not be finished but there, there's a lot to do it, it's it's got a very healthy vibrant economy they actually came here and did a delegation visit um at the beginning of march and so they were here for the tornado um which you know i that was my first delegation visit as executive director and i poor, poor souls i put them through a, a tornado and they were staying downtown of course um but it, it really i guess for me showed me how deep these connections are their almost their entire city reached out and you know it was in their media they covered it they you know had a benefit concert for us um it's just it was just a very beautiful thing to see in the midst of one can of i also add a little bit about edmonton mm -hmm. so i think it's interesting because we think about like what can we learn from edmonton right but so we actually nashville uh, participated in the largest multicultural festival in Northern Hemisphere that takes every year in Edmonton, Canada in August. And they've never had a USA tent. It has basically representation of 100 plus countries, um, music, culture, um, food, a phenomenal celebration, you know, of really recognizing, celebrating multicultural multicultural diversity and richness of their community and so just being there and representing USA and having um, the chef from Manel's frying the hot hot fried hot chicken from the south and having all the delicacies that you can try at Manel's was you know a moment of pride for us as Nashvillians an opportunity for us to share but also an opportunity for us to learn how Canada does it because I'm can learn from Canada. And another two areas with, that I would like to mention, so they actually have a world-class artificial intelligence lab. They have transit-oriented development that is phenomenal, and they also have a waste management system. And when we visited all of those facilities or participated in the council sessions to really understand how they've done it, you know, I can tell you we're way behind as the city of Nashville. So I think that's why I think we sometimes have a little bit of arrogance as American city, right? But there's so much we can learn from these relationships, from the sister cities, from the people. So, and I think the only other thing I would like to add kind of about future and the role of organization, because I think sometimes we get a little bit misunderstood as just the kind of way you can get, um, get on go on these trips and travel i think what sister city's core identity is it's an opportunity for each one of us to be a citizen diplomat and i think that the core is citizen diplomacy person to person community to community 
at the time when geopolitical risk on the rise, right? Economies are suffering, but what still brings us together, makes us resilient, helps us understand all these shared experiences is people to people threads, people to people connections. So that's just what I wanted to add. Well, that is um, so well said um, and stated that, um, you know, when I was in Edmonton, you mentioned solid waste. I mean, part of my time there, I spent, um, when I was going up there to sort of talk about re getting the organization, our relationship reestablished, was looking at their solid waste program and recycling, which is unbelievable, but in compared to what's going on in the United States. And, you know, I also I'm, I was struck by their, um, the way they embrace diversity and inclusion um, is kind of a model. But it's a beautiful place. I mean, again, it's mountains and rivers and this place that's way up north. Um, and, it, and it's just wonderful. And their hockey arena, it has a nightclub on their very high yeah. level. So when I was there, they were building it. They were, they were building it. Yeah, and then go dance the night away. Yeah. <laughs> I well, told Sarah when we were doing the um, summer camp kit that I really want to go to Edmonton now. And Marietta, I think you just solidified it for me. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely worth doing. And it's, um, you know, in this period of time, that may be one of the things that first opens up as an opportunity, I, I, I think. Well, is there anything anybody on the panel wants to add or say? I mean, we love Sister Cities. We want to see Sister Cities prosper. Everybody support it and everybody join. Um, but is there anything that needs to be said before uh, we uh, check with Pat to see if we have any questions? I think something important to remember about Sister Cities, we hear a lot about well, what does Sister Cities do for Nashville? Um, and one of the impacts that I see, especially with the youth, is how, um, how involved they become with the international community within Nashville and how much they affect the way um, we relate to that community. They learn so much through their exchanges and they bring it home and really want to get involved and want to do things. We've gotten involved with so many local Nashville organizations that are working with refugees, with immigrants, with just international communities within Nashville that want to retain their identity but want to um, be appreciated and valued within our city. And I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind as we talk about building these relationships, that the relationships aren't just abroad, they're also local. And I'll just maybe add one other thing, just to kind of as an economist wearing my economics hat, I think often, you know, we forget about that developing a competitive global labor force starts young, right? And that's why Claire does, and Sarah and the whole organization do a phenomenal job with education, making sure that Nashville is positioned to be competitive in the global economy, to have open-minded open uh, citizens, you know, who can work with clients across the markets, who can work with suppliers across the borders. And that's where we start. We start with education that helps the city to be competitive, to be prepared for global challenges, and to attract capital, attract investment, and attract jobs. Yeah. That's a big piece of it. And, and so that uh, people don't think that Edmonton is the only sister city that has hockey. Uh, I was on a visit to Belfast a couple of years ago uh, as, as part of a, a, 
uh, tourist uh, travel, not uh, sister cities related. And I contacted my good friend Marietta and I, I said, I'm going to Belfast. Are there any contacts that I could advance for you or, or do something? I know Belfast is a sister city. And she says, no, but I, I have a friend there who's, uh, and she knew I was a hockey uh, fan. So she connected me with the director of hockey operations at the Belfast Giants. It's a hockey team in, uh, in Belfast that was created in the aftermath of the troubles there. Uh, it seems that football or uh, soccer teams um, are take the character of their neighborhoods, but the Belfast Giants solidified the town by coming together with one, one sports franchise. And Marietta's uh, connection, the director of hockey operations, was kind enough to invite uh, my family and I to uh, two consecutive nights in the VIP suite. So we, uh, we enjoyed uh, that at, uh, at the behest of Sister Cities. So personally, thank you to Sister Cities. Yeah, and this let me, I don't wanna, this is like one of these deals when you're thanking everybody, I don't wanna, slight any of our sister cities, but when I think of Belfast as the first sister city I went to, and you know my recollection of that, that got started, I think when Gov um, Mayor Bredesen was mayor, and um, it got started, I think Ian Brick, who was a doctor here in Nashville and an entrepreneur and just a wonderful, wonderful man um, who grew up in Belfast and grew up there um, during difficult times and went to Queens College there Loved Nashville, loved, be, loved America, the United States where he lived, but he wanted to help create a relationship with his home and, and he did and, and he got that started and it's been, you know, I think Sister Cities should be so proud of what they've done with Belfast. It's an incredibly uh, successful relationship and it really is, it, you know, the, my bottom line, on it, it really takes people to be interested. It just takes people who want to do it, who want to get the relationship started are willing to work to maintain it. And if that happens, it can, it, it'll be a long-term relationship. And I think Nashville has done very well overall in, in maintaining strong relationships with our sister cities. Um, and that's why I love the organization. I really do, I think it's great. So I wish you all well. Pat, do we have any questions that we, we need? We do, to Carl, we have a, a couple of questions in the queue. The first comes from uh, our good friend, uh, Nazad Harami, who is the uh, director at the Saladin Center uh, the Kurdish community in, uh, in Nashville. Uh, he, uh, uh, he is a, a member of the Tennessee World Affairs Council, comes to a lot of our events, watches a lot of our webinars, and, and uh, Nazad, uh, thank you for participating. He asks, he thanks all of you for appearing tonight, and he asks if it's uh, possible in the future to have a sister city with one of the cities in Kurdistan in Northern Iraq. I, I can probably talk to the uh, answer that question because we actually even have an exploratory committee uh, that was led by a foreign service officer, a former ambassador um, Thatcher, uh, ex-ambassador Thatcher Flemings. And so we have received, because of the large Kurdish community in Nashville, it makes sense. However, like when we started to explore this poss possibility of this relationship, the State Department didn't quite give us the green light. Uh, so, and that's where we had to stop. So uh, all I can say, it doesn't mean that it's not possible. The work was started. And I think the person who was leading the work was probably the most, uh, the best person we could have asked to lead that work. 
Um, but unfortunately, at this point, it was probably two years ago. Uh, at this point, I cannot I cannot speak to the matter, uh, but that's where it stands. Would it be good for Nazad to uh, get in touch with uh, with you, perhaps Sarah, to uh, at least uh, share his expression of interest? Because uh, I'm certain that he would uh, be a good go-between if the security uh, situation changed to the point where that could be a possibility. And and for those watching who don't know, uh, and Carl, you can probably speak to this. Uh, Nashville is uh, probably the largest uh, concentration of Kurdish uh immigrants to the united states yeah it is we had a couple of other questions from uh ambassador charles bowers uh he asked uh, if there were sister cities how did sister cities function during the global pandemic no exchanges right and he also asked uh of me if they served guinness in the vip suite at the uh at the hockey game and and yes they they served a lot of uh it was well stocked, but uh, I'm sure important Margaret question. The day there. I mean, Pan pandemic questions, uh, uh, Sarah or Claire. Uh, what what's the staff approach to uh, you? You you touched on it about uh, doing exchanges and taking advantage of Zoom and all, but uh, are there any any other opportunities missed or potentially on the horizon? I am sure there are missed opportunities. Um, so if anyone has any ideas, I would be happy to hear them. I, we have taken the approach that we are going to try everything and see what sticks. Uh, the, the silver lining in this is that we have had a little more time since in-person exchanges have unfortunately been canceled or postponed. So uh, if there's an idea out there, I, you know, I wanna try to make it work if it's gonna benefit folks and if it's gonna give people an opportunity to connect that wouldn't have otherwise. Um, most of our opportunities have been digital, um, but again, if there are any other ideas, I'm, I'm happy to listen and, and hopefully execute them. We've we have, been, uh, uh, we've I'm been sorry, toying Claire. with some ideas that are more adult oriented because a lot of our education programming has been geared towards youth. Um, so we haven't had anything really take flight yet, but we are working on some more ideas that would um, bring in some of our, you know, adult population that typically traveled on our exchanges and and feel a little, a little lost right now without their international friends. We have a, a question from Campbell Lehman, who uh, is a Tennessee World Affairs Council Global Scholar winner for um, uh, this past year. Uh, she's also a uh, several year member of the Academic WorldQuest team uh, that uh, competes in our championship match. Uh, Campbell asks, uh, how could a young person get involved? And uh, before you answer, uh, Sarah or, or Claire, uh, let me mention to our audience that the Tennessee World Affairs Council and Sister Cities shared a, a building provided by Belmont University as our home for several years and, and uh, were recently moved on campus as uh, Belmont uh, turned that building into a parking lot for their new uh, performing arts center. But uh, Belmont University has been extremely generous to both sister cities and the World Affairs Council in providing uh, support uh, to our organizations. And, and through that, we've gotten very close to, to sister cities. So uh, a softball to you guys, how can a, a young person get involved? And I already have the slide teed up, so go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to you, Claire. Um, it's as simple as just shooting me an email and we will talk and, and figure out the best fit. Um, you see the info at, at SC Nashville is up there as well as Sarah at SC Nashville. I'm just 
um, Claire at SC Nashville, but info at SC Nashville also goes to me. Um, so you can email us, let us know where your interests are, and we will try to make a match to something that makes sense for you. We have a lot of a lot of variety in programming, and we're happy to make it work for whatever your interests are. I'm gonna add just a little bit. So just Campbell, I, I've heard you, you're asking really good question because I've heard you on multiple, at multiple um, presentation during the uh, Amplified Summit. So be continue to be curious. Excellent job, very impressed with your questions. Uh, I'll just give you another inspiration, motivation. Our youth board uh, president, Olivia Connor, a year ago, she actually won at Sister Cities International uh, Leadership Award. So you can't, you have to get involved and we have a really high standard or really high bar to follow. So Campbell, please join us. We've also had a lot of our youth board members go on to um, attend colleges and international universities and um, go on to intern in some of our sister cities with professional internships. So there's a lot of opportunity, not just directly in sister cities involvement, but ways that we can match you with other opportunities. Well, that's it from our questions. Uh, Mayor Dean, we uh, had a conversation today with our uh, friends in Belfast and they are looking forward to having the Lord Mayor of Belfast uh, talk with you in two weeks time in our uh, uh, Global Nashville with Carl Dean episode for July 7th. And I'll remind everyone that will be at 10 a.m. Uh, not our usual 7 p.m. start time. So uh, put that on your calendar and please uh, join us. That should be a, a fascinating conversation. Carl, anything more? Just thank you, Sister Cities people. Is, you're great and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks and uh, good night to everyone and please be safe.